I hit the button by accident. What's up, all you wrestling fans out there? This is JD coming at you, and if none of you are here to see it, but Matt doesn't have his belts because I secretly hid them from him. But yes, the marvelous one is here, and you are listening to Ring the Bell Radio coming to you live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I, w- I was wondering what happened to all my belts. <laughs> I secretly came into your house, and I took them, and they're in an undisclosed location. Well, I don't appreciate that. But anyways, this is the marvelous one coming at you from Ring the Bell Radio. And before we get into any business today, coming up pretty soon, probably in a few minutes, calling in live to our show, none other than Jake the Snake Roberts. I should say returning to the program. Trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. As J.D. said, returning to the show, uh, we are going to have none other than Jake the Snake Roberts joining us shortly here. So if you are on the line, want to ask Jake a question, sit tight, hold tight, and uh, relax and explode. Relax and explode. But I just want to get you now, before we get into the, the program today, uh, let's let's let you all, you listeners, know after that. After the match is returning this week. Yes, after the match with JD is returning. I will be uh, broadcasting live from this very spot that we are in tomorrow evening. That's August 31st at 7:30 p.m. Tune in and uh, check it out. It's going to be very interesting. I'm going to be bringing up one uh, Mr. Von Schmidt for all you you who are listening. You'll be hearing what I have to say about him. And just talking about other things wrestling. But uh, other than that, I'm out of stuff to talk about, Matt, so it's all about you. All right, that's right, as it should be. (laughs) It is all about the Marvelous One. And once again, I have graced you with my presence this week. And um, on the line right now, uh, calling in, returning to our show for a second time in about four or five months, we have none other than Jake the Snake Roberts on the phone with us. Mr. Roberts, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, well, uh, Miss, and for uh, joining us on our show and taking the time out of your busy schedule to uh, to talk to us for a bit. No problem. Well, Mister Roberts, it's been a little while since uh, we had you on the program, and we just want to ask you, uh, what have you been doing these last couple months? And might I say, the rumor mill right now is you're going to be retiring this coming January. Is that true, and why? Well, yes, I am retiring in January. I mean, uh, after 35 years, I think I've just about got it down. Maybe I should try something else. (laughs) (laughs) Try something else, huh? Yeah, like mass murdering or something. I don't know. Just just a joke. Just a joke. I I was just going to say, you'll be the next Law & Order episode. There you go. Hey, I'll be all right. So, uh, so, so after 35 years of wrestling, you, uh, you're, and uh, I think you made the announcement when uh, this this past week, correct? No, I actually announced it about uh, eight nine months ago. Uh, oh, it shows what I know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, this last week, I uh, or so, it was about two weeks ago, I believe, it was up uh, near Syracuse. And uh, 
fine organization up there uh, to work with. Had a great show, a great crowd, and uh, you know sometimes you just get the, the feeling to say something to people, you know. And uh, the fans up there and that organization, I, I thought it done just a phenomenal job with the show, and the fans were just wonderful. And I just felt like telling them goodbye, you know. And that's basically all it was done. Uh, next thing you know, it's on YouTube, and it looks like I've quit and I'm walking away. No, I made this decision about uh, eight months ago that uh, this would be the last year and that I was going to go out and, uh, you know, just say goodbye to, to a lot of people, you know, and uh, let the fans know it's the last chance around to uh, to see me in the ring. It's not like I'm going to walk away from wrestling because I'll never be able to do that. Right, but, uh, right. I'll be focusing on other things, right. uh, whether it be uh, my school that I'll be opening up soon. Or uh, or something else, you know. I don't know. But I'll never walk away from them completely. I, hell, I got too many friends out there, too many old wrestlers. Well, a few of them are still alive anyway. But, uh, no, you can't walk away from something you have passion for. Right, right. And that that's one thing. I mean, you you notice with pretty much all the wrestlers. I mean, they all have a love for the business. Well, most of them have a love for the business. All others are in it for the money. But uh, yeah, I think you know. The old timers, the old school, old school guys. Uh, we definitely had that. There wasn't a lot of money when we started. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Right. Now, um, anything in life, you're. It's hard to walk away from. So, uh, so I bet you that's going to kind of be a bittersweet thing for you coming up. Uh, I don't know about that. You know, I mean, I mean, my mind and my heart still wants to do it. But uh, let's be honest, tell man, 35 years is taking its toll, and uh, the body just can't respond. And uh, you know, there's moments out there in the ring where where everything is great and everything's wonderful and it's all rosy. But there's other moments when uh, the COPD thing that I've got um, stops me from doing things that I can, you know that I used to be able to do quite easily. And uh, it's it's funny. When you're out of air, you just don't feel like moving. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> it's a real strange thing. Imagine that. Uh, right, right. It's a horrible feeling to be out there in that ring and not have any air uh, and no way to move, and to feel that that horrible feeling like you're you know, like you're strangling or you're, you're choking and uh, <laughs> being smothered and if you're thinking about that out there, you really can't give it 100%, can you? Right. You know, uh, I've always enjoyed my time in the ring, but uh, it's getting harder to do that because my body can't respond. And, uh, you know, I can't complain. Christ, man, 35 years? <laughs> you know, most guys don't have 35 minutes of a great career. I've had 35 years one. <laughs> right, right. You know, I'm, I've been tremendously blessed, man, and uh, I'm not angry. I'm, I'm happy with the decision of saying, okay, it's time to step away, because I, to me, when I was in that ring, if I couldn't give it 100%, then I didn't want to be out there, you know, and uh, I just felt like the ring deserved all that I could give. Well... At this point in my life, 
I can't give it enough, you know, to feel comfortable with it. Right. I feel like I'm doing it, uh, doing it right. And, uh, my God, there's enough guys out there doing it wrong. I don't want to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Jake, you, you were saying that, um, you know, 35 long years in the ring, you know, your body just can't, for the most part, can't handle it anymore. What what were some of, if if you can recall, the worst injuries that you might have had um, throughout your career? If, if you could pick the top two or three injuries, we had uh, somebody wanting to know that, one of our fans listening right now. So if you could uh, kind of shed some light on that. Well, there was a compound compound fracture in my right arm. It was quite ugly. Uh, funny, and when a pole sticks out, it's not supposed to. It was kind of weird. Uh, the hmm. neck injury, of course, was probably number one uh, from the guitar shop from Honky Tonk. But, uh, you know, two discs had to be removed out of my neck. And, uh, you know, foolish me. I jumped back in there when they told me I should never wrestle again. But, uh, hell, that guy might have been a great doctor, but he sure wasn't a psychiatrist because he didn't know me. And uh, hmm. I guess the other one would be... I don't know. That's that's a tough one because I mean I had the sternum broke twice. It's very painful. Uh, the other thing would be the hip replacement because uh, that, but that's something that you just acquired over time. You know, um, having part of my left foot removed uh, that was fun. But <laughs> the hell, and I swallowed an over in 1981. Uh, <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Ring the Bell Radio with Matt and JD. On the phone live, we have none other than Jake the Snake Roberts. And Jake, you were talking about uh, how you were wrestling with the old school guys earlier. Um, now, another fan a question that we have is, what was it like working with a gentleman such as The Undertaker and Paul Bear? Well, they were great guys, uh you know, my God, you got to remember, I was in the business 15, 18 years before I ran into those guys. So I, already, I pretty much already hold a row and a half. Um, right. In the ring with, you know. Um, Paul, I, I've known for some time since the old Dallas, you know, Fort Worth days, man. Uh, Sportatorium there, you know, working for Von Erichs. Uh, right. Taker, I met him whenever he came up to New York, and, uh, you know, we hung together there quite a while. <laughs> That's we actually uh, we actually had Paul Bear on the air with us. Uh, I believe it was back in July. Uh, many people know him as Percy Pringle. Right. But good thing now to he, say about you too. So, uh, yeah, so that that you know always good to see good friends uh, made in the wrestling business. Yeah, long term friends. You know that's you know ones that stick with you through, you know, through thick and thin. That's a real friend. I mean, there's a lot of fair weather friends out there that pat you on the back and want to hang with you when you're you know you're in the light. But uh, the ones that stick with you throughout, that's those are real friends. Now, he, Paul Bear did kind of let the cat out of the bag, and he told us during that funeral parlor segments that was not a real uh, cobra that you were using, cobra snake that we were using. And, you know, I was hurt because this whole time from when I was a kid, yeah, from when I was a kid until now, he was like, I bet you that was a, you thought that was a real cobra. And, of course, I asked. Well, yeah, and then he well, started it was laughing. Well, a real cobra, but it was, didn't have its didn't have its venom sacs in it. Okay. It right, right, exactly. That's right, right. Say. There's 
There's yeah, no way yeah. you could fake that snake. I mean, no, 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 no. That's damn, damn real. I love that damn thing, man. I had a blast with it. Man, it was so right, much lighter right. carrying that damn python that weighed 150 freaking pounds. You know, <laughs> and, uh, you know that that got old, man. Carrying that damn thing from airplane to airport to you know hotels to buildings. Jesus Christ, you know. But uh, right. that, damn, that damn cobra man weighed about 12, 13 pounds, and nobody wanted to get in that some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now I actually now, have a question about your snakes. Um, were what was your favorite snake, and cobra. were they actually were they actually your snake? No, like, hell did you no. Keep them? no. No, I got okay. one small snake. I'll, I handle. I handle it daily. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's my own. It's no scales, but a couple of warts. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what, what it's a spitter, uh, man. It's a spitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Now, Jake, uh, you now, actually... It, it, it gets bigger right if you now. grab a hold of it, too, by the way. Do what? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> we right. have a caller on the line right now, Jake, that uh, has actually been a long-time listener and big fan of yours. Would you mind uh, if we brought him up on the line and he could ask Go you a right question? Ahead. Go right All ahead. right. I believe Frank is on the phone with us right now. Frank, are you there? I'm here. You guys hear me? Yes. Yep. All right. You are on live with uh, Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. Go ahead and ask him a question. Hey, Jake. I'm a big fan of yours. Growing up, watching you along with millions of other kids, I would imitate you. I would uh, beat up my stuffed Hulk Hogan pillow, deliver a DDT, then put my three-foot gardener snake on him. Just you're like you. Only I, only I think you had a 12-foot python. <laughs> well, you're a good man. But thank you for all the years of entertainment. My first question, sir, uh, you were the best with your promos, your charisma, and your psychology in the ring. Is that an ability that always came natural to you, or did you have one person in particular that you'd like to thank for your training? I think it's something that, that is there, but you still have to, to, to learn where to steal your information or your material that you're going to use out there because it's not really anything new being said today that hasn't been said before is just how you deliver it. Um, I think the other thing is is just learning how to to look at people, to look at the camera, um, learning how to look through people. You know, uh, when you cast a glaze at somebody, you've got to be able to look, don't look at them, look through them because they'll feel it, you know. If I'm upset with somebody, if I'm trying to get a point across, I'll talk slow and I'll even get quieter because I learned a long time ago that if you whisper, everybody in the damn room wants to hear what their secret was. You know, but if you scream at them, they just go, oh, that bullshit over there, I don't want to hear that crap, and they turn it off. So being able to hook people with phrases or uh, just a little free work group span that's uh, makes them remember something that happened to them in their life, whether it's, uh, hey, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm the thing that was you, know, you're in the closet. Well, every child out there can remember you. Oh, man, when I was a kid, man, I used to hear things in the closet. I used to shove thing underneath the bed. I'm the boy at the end of the block that you shouldn't play with. I had a bad kid down the street. You remember these things, and these things were created in your mind. So when I mentioned them on an interview, I've got you locked in already because you're agreeing with me. So knowing those tricks... Is an art, and uh, it's a business. You should learn these things. Uh, most guys don't have the confidence to go out there and say things like that. They want to go out there, I'll beat him, man, I'll kill him, I'll do this. How many people have you killed? 
You know, and <laughs> when you bury your dead, dude, you know, because you just, you just, you just destroyed all your credibility. When you say, I'm "I'll tell you what, Jake," you, go ahead. Just with that thirty seconds, that you, that was so educational right there. And with you saying that you're retired, you're going to retire because your body's so, you know, you, you just can't handle it anymore. Do you think you have any interest in, in helping somebody that's new, that that's just getting into the business? Do you ever plan on being a manager? Because I think you have so much more to give. Well, I, I don't want to be a manager because I probably choke the son bitch half to death because I get frustrated sometimes. But I do like <laughs> teaching. I do like teaching. I, I've been teaching a long time. You know, if you don't believe me, ask Austin, ask Undertaker, ask DDP, ask those guys if I told them anything. And because uh, I think that in this business, you should share your knowledge because it's a gift anyway. I don't own, I don't own it. You know, it's something I've acquired from uh, other people sharing with me and from learning and from walking through life. And I would love to be helping the guys at WWE. I would love to help the guys at TNA. I would love to help individuals out there that come to the school. But no, this, if you come to my school, I'm going to make you friggin' miserable. <laughs> because my teaching is my way or no way or the highway, you know? And, uh, right, right. I believe in doing it right. And the only way I know how to do something right is start you at page one and you will do it perfectly. And if you can't do it perfect, don't do it at all. Right, absolutely, absolutely. And now, uh, Jake, we actually had someone um, in our chat room, which you might actually know this gentleman, and I believe you tagged with him. His name was Joseph Von Schmidt. And he wants me to tell you that he wants you to retire soon before he retires you for turning on him. Now, do you know this gentleman, or is this just he think it's a crazy fan? No, I probably know him, but he's probably a crazy fan, too. He was probably my partner. Uh, yeah, I remember that uh, quite well, and the guy's quite talented. And uh, to tell you the truth, I am kind of glad I'm retired so I have to get back in the ring with him. He's a stupid son of a bitch. I mean, he's not coming back <laughs> on me. My God. Thank you, Jake. You know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's, a good piece of, he's a good piece of young talent. He truly is. And uh, looking forward to... Uh, him coming down to Texas and spending some time with me. He will be doing so in the future. Oh, excellent. Right, excellent. right. Now, Jake, now, uh, growing up oh. as a kid, I, I always watched, you know, I I grew up from 1980s to the mid-90s and everything. Whenever the earthquake smashed Damien, yes. I've always wanted to know, Jake, what was actually in that bag? Uh, women's pantyhose filled with hamburger meat. Oh, okay. Wow. You know, uh, it was quite. A, it, was, it was excellent, actually. Uh, oh yeah, and and I always remember you looking into that bag and you not wanting to look into it, but then you wanted to and everything and just your reaction to it. Couldn't get the couldn't get the bag open because I was so frustrated and scared. Oh yeah, right. man. But see, to me, One that thing, stuff came naturally. Right. You know, being tied in the ropes and watching this this pet being murdered, to me, was much more devastating psychologically, and people could see it. The idea was for me to get knocked out of the ring and not see it at all. I thought, Vince, that's, you know, that's ridiculous. I need to be tied in the ropes and watch my child being murdered or watch right. my wife okay. being raped. You know, that, 
rings true. That rings home, and they can see your pain. And I think the reason sometimes that they do things like that is because they're worried guys you can't carry out that uh, that moment on television. Well, hell, I carry it out. I knew what to do. And to oh, me, yeah, it was just yeah. natural. I didn't think about it. It just that's what felt like needed to be done, and uh, that is a gift. Right, right, and you know. I, as a, as a kid watching that, of course, I was uh, a lot more naive to wrestling than I am now, and I actually thought that I cried when Good. the earthquake smashed that snake, you know, and then Good, I, I was I'm, even so, you know, I was even so much me, more happy. Wood. <laughs> <laughs> right, talking, right. I'm starting to like this. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, you just, it was, wrestling was a whole lot different then. And, you know, when someone came out and, like, uh, I remember watching WrestleMania five, and I think it was, uh, you were going against Andre, and uh, he whipped you into a buckle, and the, the most horrible thing you could do is you gave him a cross arm, and the whole crowd just went, oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah. now you have guys coming out swearing, flipping the finger. You know, it's more showmanship than wrestling. And that's that's what I really enjoyed about watching you and still watching you because you actually wrestled. And that's the key word that I like is wrestled. And, you, you know, and I thank you for that. Well, I appreciate that because it means a lot to me. The problem today is that guys go out and destroy their own credibility by doing all these ridiculous things. It does right. not take a great wrestler to jump off the top of a cage and go through a table. It takes a friggin' idiot. Right. right. The problem is, the problem is, I mean, what's the most vicious hole of the day? I'll tell the you. The most vicious. Okay. The most vicious hole of the day, the hole that beats more wrestler today than any hole. Combine them all, and you still can't beat this hole. Not the DDT. No, that's not vicious stuff. You know, it's not even a damn sledgehammer. Hell, people use sledgehammers on people you now. And uh, baseball bats with barbed wire around. No, that won't beat nobody. Oh, uh, gee, we think uh, the tombstone. Oh, that's nothing that's old. Oh, how about the schoolboy? Oh, my God. What a crippling move. Huh. Right. The guy goes, uh-huh. out and get, goes out and gets 19 clothesline, jumps off the top of the cage, and gets beat by a friggin' schoolboy. That <laughs> makes a lot of friggin' sense, don't it? Right. Holy you know, shit. I've just watched you do every damn suplex in the book. You know, these hurricanas, these flying fingers, I don't know what the hell they call this crap today. And none of this stuff can beat you, but my God, that schoolboy will beat you every friggin' time. <laughs> right. Think about it. How many like... matches you won by the damn schoolboy? I'll tell you, two, right. too many. Okay? And that's the mentality of the town today. They don't want to get beat by the other guy's finisher. Well, that's stupid. If you're going to get beat, get beat by the best thing this guy has to offer, not by some schoolboy show. Oh, my God, that bites my ass. <laughs> yeah, it really seems yeah. like it does. And as wrestling fans, too, that almost, you know, uh, it's crap. it almost makes us feel, yeah, exactly. Stupid. Like they're trying, they think they're smarter than us, you know. Yeah. Of well, they're not smart. The whole right. I think some of the biggest marks in this business are in the dressing rooms today. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. That's just like you're, you're saying. Um, you had a finishing move, the DDT, but you see uh, back in the uh, the moves that were the finishers back in the late 80s, yeah. early 90s, are now everyday moves. And I'm like, yeah. you see the Rocket when he was wrestling, giving someone a DDT four times yeah. in a match, and the guy's getting up like, oh, is that all you got? And well, I'm like, are you kidding me? See, the thing is, I'm glad these guys still use it, because every time they use it, 
fans remember who did that thing and did it right. Right. Oh, yeah. But what happens is these guys use it. The fan at home goes, you know, when that damn Jake did it, you didn't get up from that shit. So yeah, what is that yeah, saying to them? That's telling them Jake is better than this Joe, Joe Baloney that's doing it that can't do it right. So right, I thank right. him for that. Right. And maybe that's what keeps those toys selling. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think that's something that, um, you know, the the uh, agents putting the matches together and everything no, come no, up with? Or no. is that just basically on the wrestlers? Nobody's that stupid. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. It, I think they're just out there grabbing straws, man. Um, right. I don't think anybody in their right mind can come up with a match like that. You know, I, I think there's guys out there now, just trying to go through their repertoire. Uh, whether she was, uh, it's, here's the things I like to do. You know, blah blah blah, it, and they don't make any of mean anything. You know, uh-huh. less is more. You know, who's the tough guy? If I hit you three clotheslines and you get it three times, who's the tough guy? Neither one of us. We're both lion pricks. Because <laughs> yeah, if we did yeah. it right, you wouldn't have got up. Whatever hell happened to somebody actually grabbing a hold? Oh, I know. That's that's like non-existent anymore. If it yeah, is, they, well, it's, it's boring. Well, it's not boring if it's done right. It's right. It's not boring if it's done right. That's a great piece of talent. You go out there and grab a damn headlock and uh, hang on to it and uh, make people get with it. Hell, I proved that in 96 when I went out to Stone Cold and grabbed the arm bar on him in the, in the damned uh, uh, Royal Rumble or King of the Ring, whatever the hell it was. He grabbed uh-huh. the whole King of the Ring. Yeah. What the hell are they doing? But the people got with it because it looked like it was serious. Right. God, they had right. these damn things today. They go in the ring, they punch each other 200 freaking times. Nobody's knuckles or skin. Nobody's got a black eye. And nobody's bleeding, and they're still walking around with all their teeth in their mouth. What the <laughs> hell is that about? You ought to quit hitting that son of a bitch. You know, schoolboy, you didn't cripple you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's just wrestling definitely isn't isn't the way it used to be. And I, I think, you know, you, you see that in the ratings nowadays, um, not just with TNA, but WWE, too. Yeah. A lot of fans are just getting tired of it, and they're, yeah, they're they tuning out, unfortunately. Bullshit, it's getting old. Right. It's getting old. Right. And the right. great thing is, is eventually it will come full circle and it will go back to guys having to learn the art that they want to, you know, to, to, to pursue. You know, that's right. what's going to happen sooner or later. And uh, I go to these places like uh, up in New York, man, with, with that group up there, and I think, you know, these guys up here have a chance because they had a damn good show put together, man. And uh, it was uh-huh. something to watch. It was something to watch. Now, now going back, going back to the um, trying to get the you know bring up a new breed of wrestlers and everything. You briefly mentioned that you're going to be starting a school up in a little bit. Yeah. Can you uh, yeah. explain to us a little bit more in depth what that's going to consist well, of? Well, well, when I want to, yeah, it'll be after the All first right. year. It'll be after the first year. Uh, you know, it's going to be in uh, north of Dallas, uh, around Gainesville, Texas, or or maybe even Denton, Texas, but. Uh, you know, it's time that I teach, man, because uh, I get frustrated watching people. I get frustrated watching television, especially. And I can sit back and bitch and moan about it, or I can go out here and teach somebody how to do it right. And I think it's what I need to do. Right, right. So just start right, uh, checking, checking the website out, and uh, you'll get the information sooner or later. I believe there's also some applications on my website already about if you want to train. You can uh, 
fill out the application and get it back to me, I'll be contacting you. Oh, okay, great, great. Right? Having said that, no. guys, I'm getting a little tired. I need to get off here. Okay, that's that's perfectly fine. We were going to ask one last question about how your granddaughter's doing. Okay, um, I know London's doing better. Uh huh. She's got the fifteen pounds now, man. And uh, oh, good. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Uh, the funny thing about it is, uh, evidently, she's going to be a uh, sanitary engineer of some sort because you know the poor child had a, had to have all those uh, surgeries on her stomach and stuff. You know, so they had one of those bags for all of her. You know, feces and all that stuff to go into for uh-huh. so many months, and uh, now they've got her all zipped up, you know, and so it's coming out the natural place. But uh, here's a child that's uh, six months old going, "What the hell's that in my damn diaper?" You know, <laughs> so uh, she just reaches down there and gets it out of there and gets rid of it, which is causing quite a little problem because she's a shit throwing little girl, man. She's got an arm on her too, you know. But you know, I think about you think about you know you know you've never had something come out down there, and then all of a sudden there's poop in your diaper. Like, Damn, I don't want this. That's nasty. I want it out of there. And right, right. Big enough now to uh, realize I don't have to wait on anybody. I just need to get it down there now. So everything will <laughs> be a sanitary engineer. <laughs> well, that's she's, she's doing so so much better. Thank thank thanks for all the fans out there helping, and and everybody for asking because. Uh, that's what life's about, man. It's about your kids. I wish you had uh, seen that rainbow out earlier. Right. I missed a lot. Well, that's that. That's great that she's doing a lot better, and I know uh, know we got to wrap this up. So I just want to uh, once again, Mr. Roberts, thank you so much no for uh, yes, taking time you. out of your schedule to uh, join us on the show. Let's and uh, JD, you got any closing words? No, I don't have any closing I'm not words. Did yet. <laughs> <laughs> but like Matt said myself thank uh, thank you for coming on again and uh, our, we wish the best for you Jake I appreciate it no problem alright thank you Mr. Good Roberts Good night alright ladies and gentlemen that was Jake the Snake Roberts and uh, I believe right now on our phone we're going a little bit long tonight just a little bit but I think uh, we got Frank back up Frank from Pittsburgh are you there Oh, I'm here, guys. Thanks a lot for that opportunity. Right. That was uh, some good stuff from the old snake. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Sorry yes, we it was. on a little bit longer, but, uh, yeah. but, hey, you got two questions in, so pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Not a problem. All right, J.D., you got anything else before we wrap up the show for this evening? Just want to say catch uh, After the Match with me tomorrow night, same place at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and I'll be talking about probably, I think I already know what I'm going to talk about, our discussion here with Jake and a little bit more about that uh, leader of the very stupid nitwits, Joseph Von Schmidt. So tune in. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for JD, I am the Marvelous One. And once again, we had Jake the Snake on the air. We went a little bit long. You can hear the entire show in our archive section on our website. Once again, this is the Marvelous One for JD and Frank saying good night everybody